Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. As part of our series about Jesus, the giant slayer, and fear is one of our greatest giants, isn't it, Sam? So we just can't wait to hear what the Lord has put on your heart, on your mind, and on paper. So we'll just pray before you deliver your message. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Sam, Lord. We thank you for all the preparation that is done for this talk that he's going to deliver today. We trust that, Lord, that you have inspired him so that your congregation can receive from you and be able to apply the knowledge that we receive today into our very everyday lives. So we just pray for listening ears, Lord, and, and we, we pray for conviction in the areas, Lord, that we need to be convicted and we, need, we pray for honesty to be able to respond. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What a subject this morning. Destroying fears. Here's a question for you this morning. What are the giants that you are facing today? What are the giants that you are facing today? Have you ever faced a giant in your life? Maybe you don't know what a giant is. Well, I'm going to help explain that and tell you what the dictionary tells us about giants. This is what it says. A giant is something or someone that is unusually large and powerful. A giant is not something that can be overlooked, but it can be something or someone who causes you or me to back off. Most of us can remember growing up as a child hearing about giants. Most of us should be familiar with giants. We read about them as children, when we were growing up in books, we watched them in films, on videos, cartoons, so we're all familiar with giants. Even today in our schools, children learn of giants. In the story of Gulliver's Travels in the land of the Lilliputs, you hear about that word, giants. Or you remember the story of Jack and the Beanstalk and you hear those words, children, when I want to take you back to those days when you were children and you heard, you heard those words, fee fi fo fum And some of us panicked listening to that story being read to us. And I remember as a kid there was even giants on cans of vegetables that we bought in the shops, wasn't there? The Jolly Green Giant, remember that one? See, giants are usually referred to as larger than ordinary individuals. And because of their size, we view them as fearsome, grotesque, and they scare the living daylights out of us. In our lives, we are often faced with giant size problems that are fearsome, that are grotesque, and scare the living daylights out of us. Just like any oversized giant that we face in life. Sometimes it's situations, sometimes it's circumstances that seem too big 
to face at the time that we're going through them. And if we can be real with each other today, giant-sized situations can make you feel that God has forgotten about you and your situation. Sometimes life deals you a bad hand that you weren't ready to be dealt. Sometimes it will feel that you're experiencing hell right here on earth. It can be real today, church, for you, just as it can be for me. The challenges we face every day are very real. Some of us, even this morning, were fighting to keep our heads above water. Some of us are trying to keep just the car on the road. Some of us are trying to keep ourselves just from going mad. That's the kind of world that we live in. I find it very interesting when we look at 1 Samuel 17, that the command to fear not is found more often in Scripture than just about any other command. Someone counted 366 fear nots in the Bible, which is one for every day of the year, including leap year. And I thought to myself, why is that? Why is it not mentioned so often in Scripture? I'll tell you why I think it is, because God knew that this would be something that we would all struggle with in our lives. Question for you this morning is, what is it that causes you to fear? Or, another different way of putting it is, what's the source of your anxiety? What do you worry about the most? And for every one of us in here, it will be different. What keeps you up at night that causes you to, to have knots in your stomach? Causes you to toss and turn in bed? I'll guarantee there will be something of that fear in your life right now. You see, fear is a universal emotion. It's worldwide. It doesn't just happen to you and me in Gateshead. We all have fears. I was amazed when I was looking at this subject to research fears and the phobias that different people have. Apparently, there are over 500 phobias that people out there in the world have. There's the fear of brutophobia. I didn't know what that was, but I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a fear of water. It's a fear of washing. It's a fear of bathing. And it goes all the way from A to Z with different fears, right to zoophobia, which is a fear of animals. Now, I remember as a father growing up that my eldest son, when he was younger, there was a dog that jumped up him one day, and for a long time during his growth as a child, he was fearful of dogs. And every time he saw a dog, he would cross over onto the other side of the road because the fear was there. And sometimes we have fears. Maybe we cross over the other side of the road. Maybe we don't deal with them well. But according to medical specialists, they say that 90% of the chronic patients that they have treated, whatever they've had, did not begin with a cough or a cold, but it began with fear. It began with fear. Some of these fears are things that come to you and I every day. The fear of losing a job. The fear of old age. The fear of money problems. The fear of being exposed to being found out. The fear of being rejected by people in life. Louis Giglio, in his book, said this. 
hearing Jesus and seeing Jesus and focusing on Jesus builds up our faith. And faith is the antidote to fear. Get that this morning. Faith is the antidote to fear. The opposite of fear is not being bold and outrageous. The opposite of fear is faith. And faith begins by you and I saying, I have confidence in God. That he is bigger than this giant that I'm facing right now. I want you to grasp a hold of that this morning. I have confidence in God that he is bigger than any giant that you're facing or I'm facing right now. The Bible tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear. I know that I'm speaking to a group of people this morning who are facing some giants. How do I know? Because we all face giants. The bottom line is this. You may not want to face your giants. You may want to run from them in fear. You may want to avoid them and hope that they go away. You need to know that sometimes those giants will not just go away. We have to face them. And that's tough. It's a hard experience facing the giants that get to you and me this morning. So I don't know about you, but what's the giant that you're facing this morning? Regardless of its nature, I want to tell you, it can be destroyed. In Jesus' name, it can be destroyed. It can be defeated. Here's a little background to the story that we're going to be looking at this morning. David's father, Jesse, had sent David to bring some supplies to the three of David's brothers who were fighting in Saul's army. When David arrives at the battlefield, he finds Saul and the armies of Israel cowering in fear because of the taunts and threats of a giant named Goliath. Have you ever been in that position? You've been in a position of fear and you were cowering. Maybe in your bedroom, maybe at home, maybe at work. But you were in that position of fear. And you were scared stiff of how to deal with it. In this story, each army would produce a champion. These champions would fight to the death. And the side which won that battle would claim victory over the enemy. The loser of that battle would become the servants of the victor. So I want us to look at 1 Samuel 17, verses 4 to 7. It'll be coming up on the screen. And it reads like this. Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor. And he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of the spear was as heavy and as thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. I wonder how that story would be acted out today, how it would be presented today in the world that we live in. I think it might have went a bit like this. 
Again, ladies and gentlemen, coming out of Gath, nine feet tall, the undefeated, running champion fighter. He's made people, he's gouged eyes out of men before, he's squashed moles before, he's broken bones with his bare hands. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, from the town of Gath, the undefeated champion of the world, five times undefeated in 30 fights. I present Goliath. Isn't that enough to scare the living daylights out of you? It scared the living daylights out of me. I could imagine how other people felt in the story. What a giant of a man that people had to face in this story. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Doesn't that not surprise you? Isn't that a picture of you and me at times when we're going through these giants, those fears that we face? We end up terrified. Deeply shaken. For 40 mornings and evenings, this giant had taunted the armies of Israel and had been challenging them to send out a man to do battle with them. For 40 mornings and evenings, the Israelites had heard the challenges and retreated to their tents in fear. You see, what we hear and see causes us to fear. Isn't that you? Isn't that me? What we hear and see causes us to fear. David was determined that he would go into battle with the things that, he, that had always worked for him in the past. David knew that the God who had always come through in the past was the God who would still keep coming through in the present. Sometimes we forget that, don't we, as people. We try and do it in our own strength, but we've got a God who's bigger than all of that, and he can bring us through any fears that we have. You see, David didn't know a thing about shields, spears, and swords. He wasn't schooled in armies, armor, and archery, but David knew God. And I want to tell you that this morning. Remember that, because that's key to how we face our fears. We know God, and we know that God can get us through. You see, he knew that God had always given him victory in the past, and he knew that God doesn't change. I want to tell you that this morning. Our God does not change. We do, but God never changes. You see, you may say, the giants fall the instant you exercise faith in God. Don't let that cause you to lose hope. You see, you cannot always believe what the eyes of the flesh see, but you can always believe what the eyes of faith see. You can always believe what the eyes of faith see. It may look sometimes as though you're outgunned, you're outnumbered, you're in an impossible situation. It looked that way for David. It looked that way in other stories in Scripture. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It looked that way for Daniel. It looked that way for the disciples when they were in the ship. It looked that way for Jesus on the cross. I'd just like to remind you this, that we serve a God who specializes in doing the impossible. The impossible. I'm glad about that this morning. Luke 1, 37 says this, if you will bring that hopeless, impossible situation to him, and then go and face it in faith, you will see him snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Do you feel like that this morning? Do you need to come to the cross this morning and have those fears taken away? Because that's what Jesus does in your life 
and can do in everyone's life. So what kind of giant are you looking at this morning? Do you fear that it can't be defeated? Well, it can. Whether it was the giant of sin or some difficulty in your life, it can be defeated by the power of God. The power of God. I challenge you this morning to bring to the feet of Jesus today your fears, your worries, the things that get to you, that stop you from being the man and woman of God that he wants you to be. You see, every morning when David woke up, he could see Goliath's armor. And it was a reminder that no matter what he faced that day, God was greater. God was greater and was able to give David the victory. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. When they saw that giant of a man, isn't that sometimes what we do? We run away in fright instead of facing the giants that seek to bring us down. You see, fear can taunt us, it can harm us, it can dominate us, or it can demoralize us. The choice is yours. Psalm 56 says these words, but when I'm afraid, but when I am afraid, I will trust in you. There's the secret. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Psalm 16 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. And he's right beside you and I this morning. Maybe we don't realize that, but I need to tell you that, church. If you're in fear this morning, our God, your God, is right there beside you. So today, as you face your giants, I want you to look back over your life. I want you to remember the times when God came in and did something miraculous in your life. God moved mountains in your life. I know that he did and has done in mine time and time again. Remember when he did the impossible back then? Well, the same God can do the impossible now. This is what I need you to do. I need you to give that giant to him right now this morning. There's no need to carry it with you all of the time. Leave it with him. He will give you the miracle you need. You see, I believe fear's got two meanings. Face everything and run. Or face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. That's what I want us to do as individuals this morning. Whatever those fears are, face them and rise in Christ. You see, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And sometimes we need to get our heads wrapped around that. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but I know the Lord will make a way. He will make a way. So those who are prepared for the challenges of life can stand broadly without fear or failure. They aren't scared. They're not worried because they're confident God is able to deliver them through any challenge. That's the challenge this morning. Unemployment, debt, diseases, depression, danger, abandonment, abuse, tragedy, bills, weaknesses, rejection, broken relationships, addiction, habits. You see, we need to plug into the source of the power 
the Lord was the source of David's power. All our electronic appliances will be useless unless they're connected to the source of electrical power. Our life is also useless if we're not connected to the source of power, which is none other than God. That's where we should be this morning. And I need to ask you this question. Where are you this morning? Where is your fear this morning? Jesus says, bring them to me. Bring them to the cross. The cross is central to everything that we believe in, everything that we do. He says, don't think that by walking by faith means that God is always going to make it easy for you because sometimes life isn't easy. Why? Because God doesn't want it to make sense at the time because if it did, God wouldn't get all the glory. But we need to give God the glory this morning because we serve a risen Savior. We're on the victory side this morning. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that. We're on the victory side. You see, the giant of fear was conquered by Jesus on the cross. On the cross. As Christians, we ought to rejoice in knowing that although we may face giants in our lives, God empowers us to overcome each and every one. Every day, we face the fearsome challenges of life with little more than a stone of hope. But God gives us the faith for the fight. Every day we face situations that seem hopeless, but God just keeps making a way out of nowhere. I'm going to ask the band if they'll come up. And as they come up, here's the challenge to you and to me this morning. This is going to be tough for some of you. Some of you will find it tough to get out of your seat and I want you to if you're living in that spirit of fear, if you're living in fear right now, whatever it is in life that you are currently facing, I want to invite you to come to the foot of the cross. And I want to invite you to leave that fear with him. And when you come to the cross, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for each and every one of you as individuals because that's what God would have me to do. Because I know that there are people in, amongst you this morning who are living currently in fear of whatever. I don't want to know what it is, but I know God does. God wants to know. So here's the invitation as the band are singing their song. I'd like to invite you, whoever you are out there, to come to the foot of the cross. I will stand with you, but more importantly, Jesus will stand with you, and I will pray for you, Bless you. Pray, everyone. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the honesty of your people in your church. Thankful, Lord, that they've come to the foot of your cross and bring their fears and their worries. And Lord, I want to pray, Lord, for each and every one of them, whatever those fears and worries are, that you will just come in to their hearts, souls, minds, and refresh 
every part of them so that they will no longer have that fear but have that assurance that everything can be done in your name and Lord that you are right here beside them every day every situation they find themselves in Lord I thank you Lord that you are able to take control of their situation and Lord we bring them before you this morning and we say Lord here they are bless them be with them and just encourage them Lord this week as they deal with their fears, their issues, their situations, their problems. But I thank you, Lord, that we deal with a God who just is able to do the impossible with any single one of us. We ask you to bless us, Lord. Bless this church in Jesus' name. Amen. is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.